1: download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: Still got one more game to go on the Super Wild Card weekend. The Bucks, the Dallas Cowboys, Pearl Off, and they were just showing some video from Tampa. Tom Brady looks like midseason form. Yeah, And he was not throwing a football. Uh,
3: I actually, I don't even think they need to play out the game right now. I think that <laughs> Uh Stephen Jones, Jerry Jones' son, should just call Sean Payton's agent because the Dallas Cowboys are not beating that, Tom Brady. Did you see the, <laughs> the sunglasses must have cost more than my entire apartment? Yeah. That was an unbelievable, confident walk into that stadium.
2: Well, you did say that you base everything in sports off of how the quarterback yeah. walks into the arena.
3: Right, and Joe Burrow for the Bengals yesterday, yeah. Mr. Fashion, walked in with just blue pants, a T-shirt, this normal generic jacket, and a bucket hat. And he didn't play well because of it. But Tom Brady... It <laughs> I don't the,
2: think that's the reason.
3: You saw... I mean, Maggie, you're a Bills fan. You know that walking into the stadium before a playoff game. Look, that was... That oh. looked like New England Patriots' prime Tom Brady.
2: Well, here's the difference. When Brady was in the AFC East, the Bills yeah. never made it to the playoffs <laughs> yeah, <sorry. laughs> to face him. So Wait, that no, was that
3: Tyrod Taylor year?
2: The, they played the Jacksonville Jaguars and scored three points and lost.
3: Yeah, that so was... Blake Bortles. Sorry.
2: That's okay. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. We're talking about wild card weekend and got a lot of things going on here. Uh we'll get to the Bucks and the Cowboys in a, a real true preview of the game, not just Brady looking like um, I don't know, cross between like an international spy and uh It looked like a uh, wearing athleisure again.
3: Yeah, it was athleisure, but it wasn't like when I wear athleisure. Like all
2: black. And it there, was just looking, looking very stealth.
3: It had like an Ivan Drago, Rocky IV, unbeatable vibe to it, too. I, I can't describe it. saw the it. end
2: of that movie, right?
3: Yeah, good point. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> Didn't really work out that way. Let's go to Paul, our buddies in California. Paul, what's happening, dude?
0: Hey, happy new year, guys. Great happy new year. With you all.
2: Thanks, Paul. How, How you, are you doing? Up? How's big dog?
0: Oh, big dog was hilarious. She, yesterday he goes, isn't Maggie on a plane today? I said, I, I, I think so. And he goes, God, I'd hate to be on that plane with her right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you guys are the best. I, so I was not on a plane in my, in, in true, this is, uh, this is just so me. I actually left my friend's party mid-party in San Francisco to get a red eye back to New York so that I could watch the game properly in my own space, of <laughs> my own, and in, in solitude.
0: Well, you probably ran into my daughter because she was out uh, pub crawling in San Fran on Saturday night. Yeah, so, we had a great uh, time.
2: We talked about you and Big Dog, and it was <laughs> great.
0: <awesome. laughs> hey, uh, first of all, what a great weekend of football. Oh, my gosh. That was just so much fun, and I can't wait for tonight. But, Andrew, i got to call you out, man. Go. I, I apologize because you, know, you and I have been linking up more on Thoughts. But you said uh, last week that you said you're only going to watch two games. The other ones weren't going to be worth it. And I got to tell you, you were dead wrong, my man. Those (laughs) games, other than the Niner game, those games were great to watch.
3: Paul, did you really need to call me and tell me that? Like, you don't think I noticed that?
2: (laughs) (laughs) When Tyler Huntley was reaching for the goal line, I think Karloff was like, you know what, I might have been wrong about this weekend.
3: (laughs) Yeah, no, I I am very well aware that I was wildly wrong. And Maggie was wildly right on Friday. (laughs) But I feel like all three of us, Mike, Stu, me, we were all agreeing that these games were going to be blowouts. But And I immediately assumed that all the negativity was your nervous Bills fandom, and I was wrong. No, you
2: know, I think that it has to do with playing the division rivals again. I know that for Seattle, it only really worked for a half, and then the 49ers blew them out. But that's what I chalked it up to. What about you, Paul?
0: I, absolutely. I, I thought that... Um... I went into it, and I stayed away from DraftKings. I, I wanted no part of this weekend because I just didn't know how it was going to go. And point point in case was the Bills game yesterday. I mean, they got off to that 17-0 start. I'm like, oh, they're going to blow them out. And then at halftime, you're like, holy mackerel, what happened here? I know. And it was just, it was just such a, a crazy time. Uh, but I can't wait for the game tonight. I think uh, t- uh, Tom is going to come out and reestablish himself with these young bucks coming up. And he's going to knock the Cowboys out. And I can't wait to see uh, Jerry Jones' reaction tomorrow and see how fast McCarthy gets fired. Because I think that they had a proper coach. You know, if they had a Doug Peterson type person, that team uh, has got the talent to go further than what they're showing right now. That's all I got, guys. Love the show. Love you both. Can't wait to call in again. And you guys have a great day and a great rest of the show.
2: Paul, love it. Thank you so much. Good vibes all around. And Paul, we had Sean in Oregon who called in earlier predicting this was going to be Cowboys, Cowboys, All Cowboys. You got Paul calling in Perloff and saying this is Brady and the Young Bucks going to town.
3: Yeah, I don't know about that. Young Bucks? Aren't they old?
2: Yeah, I was thinking about. It. I'm like Evans has been in the league for a while. Yeah, and he's <laughs> one
3: of the younger guys. They're pretty old. I think they're one of the top three oldest teams.
2: One of the bright spots here for Tampa Bay and for Brady is Ryan Jensen, the center who went on, uh, who was injured in the pre- uh, preseason, was activated and is going to be active tonight. So we're not sure if he's going to play center. Maybe he'll play guard, but. That's that's crazy. I don't know how you can expect a guy who has not played at all, no matter what the position is,
3: wait, wait, wait. to come
2: in and play. And I know what I've said. Yeah. About what offensive about your, offensive,
3: your famous offensive line? Take <laughs> all they the, do is push people around.
2: Anyone off the street? I don't know. I got it, but I I find that this is going to be very difficult to work somebody in in the wild card game.
3: Yeah, in that no, scenario, I told, when I talk about I Jason Peters, Ryan he had Johnson, a couple
2: weeks to get it ready. Yeah,
3: Ryan Judson is a veteran, yeah. and the center has been a real problem. I don't know if he's going to play center or guard, but it's been a real problem. By the way, if you're watching the live stream on YouTube, you'll see me squinting at my screen. I have a win probability chart of the Dolphins and the Bills and trying to prove that according to ESPN's win probability, real numbers, yeah. it was never in doubt.
2: Okay, I th- I am convinced that that stupid win
3: probability thing <laughs> know, only <laughs> exists
2: so that when a team loses or wins on a last second play, that they're able to put that chart up and everybody looks and it's like, Wow, it looks so dramatic, you know? It's like that's the only reason that whole thing exists. Nobody cares about win probability.
3: So when the Dolphins had the ball fourth and one right before the delay game, their win pro the Bills win probability was eighty four point eight percent. The lowest it dipped the entire at one point of the quarter, it was much lower. It was seventy seven percent. So basically, the win probability was between sixty five and one hundred percent the entire game.
2: Well, it didn't feel like that. It felt like six points No,
3: it did not. Oh my gosh! I, I, okay.
2: We've got some news for you uh, that is going to be of great concern. But quickly, I just want to go to Brian, who's in Illinois, with a thought on tonight's game. Brian, how are you?
4: I'm fantastic. How about you? We're
2: doing great. What do you have?
4: Well, uh, I want to start off for starters. I absolutely hate the Monday night uh, playoff situation here.
2: Yeah. It does seem unfair because if the Bucks will, if the Bucks win, they play the 49ers, right? Is that right? No, uh, no, no, no. Dallas. Yes. If Dallas wins, pardon me, they play the 49ers. And think about the advantage of the 49ers got to play Saturday afternoon and the Cowboys would have played Monday night, and they're going to probably play Sunday night?
3: No, I think the Bucks play the 49ers, too, because it's the Giants yeah. play the Eagles. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah.
4: Well, so both. My, the thing yes. I was wanting to know is, is if Minnesota would have won last night, and if Dallas wins tonight, and they had to play Philadelphia, would they still schedule this game on Saturday?
3: Great question. Oh,
2: that's a good question. But, but the Giants in- played
3: on late Sunday. I mean, it does give the Eagles an advantage.
4: Yeah, a little bit for sure.
2: No, but that would have been a crazy. That's like a whole day, you know. Well, I, mean, I mean, it's the Eagles on a bye, and then it's a whole extra day if you're playing on a Monday as opposed to a. Sunday yeah,
3: Friday. yeah. No, it's. But I, I don't think either situation is perfectly ideal. That being but we said, we know
2: how much rest matters, Brian. It's a great call.
3: They would have tried to bury right, the you. the Niners Vikings game because that would have been seventy three to four Niners. I mean, they would have <laughs> destroyed the Vikings. <laughs>
2: Again, I mean, the you just made this mistake last week where you thought these games were going to be blowouts.
3: Well, you watched the Vikings team.
2: Listen, they still had a chance to win it at the end, and I don't know why Kirk Cousins decided not to throw the ball to someone who was beyond the first down. Why? I do. Why?
5: Kirk Cousins said it himself.
2: Yeah, I know what he said. You can read it.
6: Wait, yeah, so but... So
5: said, I felt like I was about to get sacked. I felt like I had to get the ball in play, and I can't go down with the sack. So I thought I'd kick it out to TJ.
3: Eh. He was about to get, he was 100% about to get sacked. And by the way, that same exact play worked for Jacksonville, right? I think Trevor Lawrence threw way behind the line and a guy broke three three tackles and made a first down that saved the game.
2: Listen, I'm not, far be it for me to tell Kirk Cousins what to do, but thinking you probably want to go to Jefferson on that one.
3: I okay. I have a I have a big unless problem. unless he's
2: the decoy, but he, I don't even. Think I understand. It was that. He but how about can you? I know he said he was covered. How
3: that can that anyone blame her cousin for good? anything in that? Dude, game?
2: Dude, Justin Jefferson could not have been more covered in the catch of the year that he had against the Bills. Now I don't know if you're <laughs> going to do two of those. But I want Justin Jefferson on a 50-50 ball more than I want T.J. Hawkinson at the three-yard, you know, catch when you have eight to go. T.J. Hawkinson,
3: how many? How many times did T.J. Hawkinson catch a five-yard pass and get a first down against the Giants? About fourteen times. He last was night?
2: being tackled. What's the difference? It was either Kirk was going to get ca- tackled as a sack, or T.J. Hawkinson was literally getting no, tackled T.J., as he took as T.J. he was the ball. T.J. Hawkinson
3: had been. Putting Giants receivers, on, uh, DBs on the ground the entire game. He was unstoppable. I it know, was the but, game of his life. But
2: you, he was like basically wrapped up as he caught the ball. Like He didn't have a choice. Though he the wasn't spinning out of that.
3: Uh, the, yeah, but I mean, unless Cousins could have known that when he got rid of the ball. He was about to get sacked. There was no doubt about it. There was a guy bearing down on him. How can you blame Cousins for that loss in any way? He was nearly perfect. That was 100%, 100% on the defense.
2: It was definitely terrible. on the defense, but that last play, if you're cousins, like that cannot be 5 yards in front of the sticks when you're on fourth down. TJ Hawkinson didn't he didn't lead so, him. He so, he should have taken a sack? No, he should have went to a, I think he should have gone to Jefferson.
3: Okay. Like the Giants didn't know that.
2: Listen, I'd I trust Jefferson on a 50-50 ball than I do TJ Hawkinson trying to get out of a tackle.
3: DJ Hackinson got out of about no, it's, forty-five it's, it's tackles about, that night.
2: Sorry, it's not about Hawkinson like him over Jefferson. Sorry, like being a better player. I mean, Jefferson is the better player. I know Hawkinson was effective in that game, but that pass, yeah. you were not like leading him. You weren't doing anything. He just caught it. The defenders right there. You'd have to be Houdini to get out of that.
3: Yeah, but there's no way Cousins could have known all that. That's that's playing a little bit of Monday morning quarterback, in my opinion. He was about to get sacked. That was a much better chance than anything else. He could have thrown by the way, can we... One more play like that. Tyler yep. Huntley threw a Hail Mary at the end of the game.
2: Yeah, with Prochet was right there.
3: That was incredible. Because Tyler Huntley backed up, almost fell almost down. Almost fell. And I know. how he threw that Hail Mary... It was the perfect Hail Mary. It was the exactly perfect pass. He threw a pass of sticks. It was 4th and 20. It reminded me a lot of the Colts-Texans game. Where the Texans <laughs> okay. blew their draft position by having a 4th and 20 touchdown. I thought Tyler Huntley deserved a lot of credit. I think Kirk Cousins was... He was 31 for 39. He was perfect. I, I just can't walk away blaming that play. I don't like when you blame one play in the course of a game, which is 65 important offensive plays. I think people overrate one single play.
2: Well, I mean, it's the last one we saw. And there, we could have pointed to a couple other Kirk Cousins plays, but, but it what, was the no, last one No, we couldn't. We he saw. was
3: amazing. He was, was almost statistically perfect. Uh, okay. He, wasn't he 11 for his first 11 or something crazy like that?
2: So... We've got some news. Put Kirk Cousins on the back burner for just a second here. Is this what I'm reading from Santa Ono? Is that what you're seeing?
5: It could be that, and then there's another one as well, but you can start with that.
2: Okay. This is from Santa Ono, who is the University of Michigan president. Okay? President of the University of Michigan just tweeted this. I just got off the phone with Coach Harbaugh, and Jim shared with me the great news that he is going to remain as the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines. That is fantastic news, and I have communicated to our athletic director, Ward Manuel, go blue.
5: And Harbaugh put out a statement as well that Adam Schefter retweeted, "Uh, my heart is at the University of Michigan. I once heard a wise man say, don't try to out happy happy, go blue. Jim Harbaugh did not like the interviews that he had this year. Yeah, I was going to
2: say, so I guess the Broncos are going with Peyton, huh? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm, I'm sure he loves Michigan, everybody. No, I know he does. And actually, Perloff, you've said that this is not, this would be a bad time, you think, for Harbaugh to leave.
3: This is, uh, I, he's going to be number two AP coming into the season. Michigan probably hasn't been that since 1989. In fact, I don't think they've been that. They have Blake Coram coming back, they have JJ McCarthy coming back, and Ohio State's just lost CJ Stroud today. By the way, interesting timing there. Uh, People thought T.J. Stroud might go back to Iowa State. He's gone. Harbaugh's got a great chance to win the national title. Georgia lost its quarterback. Alabama lost its quarterback. The Red Sea is parting for Jim Harbaugh to win a national title. Why would he leave this year to take over Russell Wilson in the Broncos?
2: Well, then why was he going on all these interviews? If everything was lining up so perfectly to get a little more do meat
3: I think he is constantly trying to milk more money out of the situation. Okay.
2: I, mean, I don't he know. he did have to take a pay cut at one point. So now he now he's like, all right, you made me take a pay cut. That was embarrassing.
3: Maybe there's some now violations. So maybe the violations will come down this year. I think he can NCAA, put that out for two years. Yeah. If they don't, either way, he's in the pros next year. Because if they win the title, he's gone. If they don't win the title, he's probably had enough. He's like, if I can't win this year, what's the point? Uh, don't you agree that this is looking really good for Michigan? You
2: want to know who this might be good for? Is this good for Jeff Saturday? Because I was thinking the Colts mm. would be the Jim Harbaugh destination. And listen.
3: They've had a chance at Harbaugh <laughs> before. They, they, oh, they've no. already passed on Harbaugh. How many times?
2: I don't think they were looking to pass this time. But they
3: though. definitely took Reich over Harbaugh.
2: Well, I mean, I, listen, I, I Reich don't just don't won the Super Bowl as the offensive was, coordinator with your Eagles.
3: Harbaugh was not going to that team. Why would you I want to? I think the Colts is the least desirable. Well, about yeah, about. I don't think
5: desi- Harbaugh impacts Jeff Saturday at all. I think that Perloff, you and I could be a better coaching staff than what Jeff Saraday has.
2: Listen, he's got a method, all right? Oh, Leading yeah. the Raiders <laughs> and then losing every other game. Losing everything else. 33 nothing leads. <laughs> he, thought, he thought what the Chargers do was bad.
3: Can I tell you the first thing I'm doing if I am a coach? And this is, there's one rule for my football team. If I ever get a head coaching job, which okay. I don't think is going to happen. <laughs> you are not <laughs> we'll sure allowed. You, you are not so? allowed under any circumstance to run into the punter and extend a drive for the other team.
2: It was the worst. I that, also, I didn't think they should have called that. What are you it's talking like, about? No, I, he he clearly, clearly hit, his, like,
3: he hit his plant leg like square cleanly.
2: Okay, but can we talk a little bit about when he's you're clearly going for the blocked okay. punt, which he was doing. His hands were up as if to block the right. punt. That's not like, ba- I, I feel like that's yeah, not that's the right. spirit there's of penalty. the law, though. Well, there's
3: two. There's running into the punter incidental and and running to the punter intentional personal foul. I you can't run like into
2: it. To me that didn't it look like the intent. one that no, kept they the Bengals them drive them it was a 5 yard
3: penalty. It was a non-intentional brand. But,
2: right right but gave them but it still has the same effect if it's the Bengals right because it gives them the first down and keeps right. the drive you, going. It at that matter. point in the, at that point in the game you just wanted more the first down than you actually needed points. That's
3: why it's tricky because if you hit the plant leg it doesn't matter if it was intentional or not he clearly hit the plant leg. No. I know. It, I do not want I don't even go for punts anymore. I know that the the Niners beat the Packers in a playoff game by blocking a punt. But I I just don't like that. And the Patriots cost themselves a game. And it's ironic because Belichick was a special team coach. John Harbaugh was a special team coach. John Harbaugh is so all over the place as a head coach right now. They make the dumbest mistakes. Why
2: did they not call timeout? When you get down into the red zone, basically, with a minute and 15 left, and you let 30 seconds come off the clock. Literally, the Ravens didn't use all their timeouts. They still had one at the end of the game. It makes that being no said, sense.
3: They kind of thought they, they might get another first down, but they had a holding call on yeah. a run play. That holding Seibler. call devastated them. Yep. And it was it was okay. Question. It was an okay call. I felt like that was a little tough.
2: I thought that was tough. And then once you're behind the sticks with Tyler Huntley, it's just going to be really, really hard.
3: Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's I like don't... you're
2: asking him now on a second and 20 and a third and 20. Like It was just Right, rough.
3: so I don't know if it was a function of not using timeouts. That actual drive just... Really stalled because yep. of the holding call.
2: It was terrible. 855 4 CBS, 855 212 4227 See you guys to get you on the phones. We promise. We promise. See you guys in the chat. We love what's going on here in the chat. You're fantastic for keeping the conversation going there. You can watch us at CBS, excuse me, YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. That's where you can find us on YouTube. Of course, you can find us on CBS Sports Radio, Coast to Coast, and Sirius XM channel. One fifty-eight. Coming up, more on Cowboys Bucks tonight. You want to call in with your predictions? We want to hear them. Plus, the best performance of the weekend. We'll get to that in just a moment. Don't move. More Maggie and Proloff right ahead.
3: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
7: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
1: Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Got a lot
2: of nominations in the YouTube chat for Best Performance of the Weekend. Sneaker Man says Dolphins coach was on drugs was the best performance of the weekend. We think he hit a vape pen, but we were assuming that it was tobacco. Nobody's accusing him of being on drugs. How about this from Timothy Schultz, who's in the chat? Says as a Jaguar fan for the last 27 years. I only cried harder when my son was born. I think that's where it's got to be. The Jags in the second wait, wait, half.
3: Wait the, Gi- the Jags four years ago were in the AFC title game. How could this be a cry worthy thing?
2: Was that only four years ago? In 2017. No, that was long ago, right? Five
3: years. So two, it was 17, right?
2: With Remember? Bortles when they had the Patriots on the ropes in Foxborough?
3: I believe it was 2017. It was the year that the Eagles beat the Patriots.
2: Wow. yeah. have so then.
3: I don't know if he's old enough to have a baby. He was clearly. So this beat. <laughs> that doesn't he make knew Blake
2: Bortles. You weren't going anywhere.
3: They came two inches away, and your guy, Stephon Gilmore, saved the day. Um, they almost won that game.
2: You know, what I remember about that game, who was, like, sneaky crucial, was the Patriots punter just kept pinning them oh, inside the five. It was, like, one of the best performances. But anyway, I think if you we are talking about fast-forward to circa now, best performance of the weekend, Perloff, I think, has to go to the Jacksonville Jags in the second half. Whether you want to call it a Jacksonville comeback or you want to call it a Chargers collapse – both, it was a little bit of both. Actually, I would say, and specifically, I would give it to the Jags wide receivers who couldn't catch anything in the first half. Couldn't catch anything, and obviously Lawrence had the four picks. And then all of a sudden, in the second half of that game, you would have thought Zay Jones was like Jerry Rice. How is he coming up with these catches? Like Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones Jr. That all of a sudden that they, like they're working the sidelines. It was just beautiful.
3: Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> they they were
2: they weren't catching anything the first I, I half, and know. all of a sudden, the second well, first half of all, they were because awesome. Because the officials, Evan Ingram, were,
3: the officials were man were letting the Chargers manhandle them. That was your best performance of the weekend.
2: Who who, I, who you I got? Feel like
3: the Niners second half was just a
2: Niners second half domination was, was awesome.
3: Yeah, for me, it would be the Niners, and especially the McCaffrey, Samuel, Mitchell. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle combo.
2: Well, I mean, they were only trailing by one point at half, to one or two at half.
3: They're trailing by one because they yeah. just give it up a free, free field, goal. field goal. No, I know, but I, I, I don't know why. I, I was, I was impressed by the Jags, but I'm not looking at it as, as this epic, epic comeback. It reminded me of when the Bengals were up twenty-one-three on the Chiefs. Way I mean the Chiefs dropped to yeah. and the Chiefs game and the Bengals came back. Or remember when and that Patrick was Mah-
2: shocking? <laughs>
3: remember when Patrick Mahomes was down twenty four nothing?
2: Yep, to the to Texans. The Texans, yep, and I still th- covered in that game.
3: I don't think there was a single person alive who thought the Chiefs weren't going to win that game. There was that kind of twenty seven seven lead. It was our twenty seven nothing lead. It wasn't the super super scary twenty seven seven lead. I did not think. I mean, I don't know if you thought differently, that you thought this game was way 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 over. Um or if there was a moment where you thought, "Oh, okay, maybe there is a I game." I thought out. when
2: the Chargers got to the third and goal and then had to kick the field goal. I was uh, like, eh, uh, "That's yeah. not a great sign." Yeah, and they're then,
3: they're about to charge. Her.
2: And then the second and then when the Jags scored before the end of before the end of the first half, I was like, "All right, we got something here." Um but let's Keep them coming, guys. We want to hear from you. 855-212-4CBS. Ernest is in San Diego. Wants to talk about the Dolphins. Ernest, how are you?
7: I'm all right. How are you doing? We're doing good. What do you have? Uh, first, I want to say uh, I, I love listening to you guys. You guys are great. You guys are awesome. Um, and two things. One, I want to say I was listening to you guys' conversation earlier, and uh, the Dolphins absolutely could have and should have won the game if it wasn't for that blown-forth call because they couldn't manage the, the clock. And, um, and, uh, drop pass. If it was for those two things, honestly, I think that the Dolphins could have and should have win. Um, uh, uh but they shot themselves in the foot, you know, this was same, same as the Bills, kind of like, you know, their own worst enemy. And two, um, from being a used to, used to be Chargers fan before they moved to LA from San Diego, um, I feel like, I went through so many of those seasons where it was like same old Chargers. At at halftime, they're up, you know, 27 to seven. And it was like, ah, man, now I'm worried because they're going to come back and lose it. They play to not lose instead of play to win. They take the foot off the gas and they scored three points in the second half, which is just so typical Chargers yeah. and it's just like wait Ernest can I ask you a
2: question so I'm assuming when the Chargers left San Diego that's when you gave up the fandom right like you could just couldn't take it anymore I understand did so did this actually sting less or did you get the same feeling as when the Chargers had done bad things in the past
7: oh much less you know yeah. when the Chargers left it was like a, 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 a girlfriend broke up with you for not paying her rent and you know essentially <laughs> building the stadium you know and it's like and then you expect to, and then they expect to be still supported? Ah, uh, that's a big no. And you know, yeah, it's you know, I didn't feel the same because I'm not that invested anymore. All Before right. I would have been like You were really able to turn it kinda of bummed out but it's still the same
4: chargers. Man. Well, I have a question. Your about choice was
2: vindicated, uh, Ernest. You didn't they can't hurt you anymore, bud. You're safe. <laughs> and also, I agree with you. Dolphins and Bills were both doing things to hurt themselves in that game, but I thought it was more forgivable for the Dolphins because they were 13-and-a-half-point underdogs, whereas the Bills, it was inexcusable. It was a good call from Ernest.
3: I have a question about the Chargers. Yeah. If Sean Payton took the Chargers job, how do we know they would stop Chargering? Because every other coach who's ever taken that job probably thought we're going to get rid of these kind of mistakes, and it's never happened. So why do we? how do we know that – that Sean Payton, who, by the way, wasn't unbeaten or anything as a head coach. He had plenty of 500 seasons with sure. the Saints. How do we know that this was going to work like that? I what, think what is it about Sean Payton that everyone is so confident that he was going to make magic here?
2: Would you agree that it would be an upgrade? Yes. Okay, there you go. But because... no, no,
3: I, I would never, I, would, I will never pick that bolt on that helmet to win the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter. Sean Payton, Bill Belichick. There's just no way. I'm not Sean Payton. If you gave him the Chargers next year, first of all, they're the most injury-prone team in the league. So to bet them on the Super Bowl, you got to realize you are fighting an uphill battle. So, and that's every year. No, I think they would still miss a field goal down the down the stretch. So <laughs> there's nothing exactly. like Sean Payton can do about that. You can't turn around. Twenty-five years of charging.
2: Yeah, but it's not like the Saints were amazing before he got there. And they not, had a yeah, reputation like the Saints... of being the Aints, remember, and all of that. And I know Breeze was a big part of it. Sean Payton was a big part of it. They changed the, how people view that franchise.
3: Was Sean Payton the coach for the Steve Gleason game when they came yes. back? So, yes, he, he turned them around. But he definitely chargered a lot, too.
7: Well, I mean, I you mean, said Andy Chargers a lot. Of, a lot. I they mean, blew it, a
3: lot of playoff I, games. I know, and I just don't think – I'm not so sure that if you put Sean Payton here – they're all of a sudden going to storm to a Super Bowl. I think everyone's assumes that for some reason. Well, I,
2: I think it's because you see the talent of Herbert and the and the and you're wondering like why, how they could have just blown this lead. But I, I always say with Brandon Staley, it's about the process. Like I don't just don't understand his logic. Why why are you playing Mike Williams? It just even your your reasoning doesn't make sense. Yeah. You go for it on fourth down sometimes. You don't in other times when you would have last year, but now this year you're not. Like there's just no consistency there. Did you also see that? Um, he apparently was like very aware of this, and had like the Athletic did this big story about how he really tried to like um, meet it head on. He's like quote not, about charging, yeah, I mean. about yeah. charging. Did you also see they were all wearing black?
3: Yeah, I saw that. Cleats. Yeah, to be like Michael Jordan and the Bulls. <laughs> so
2: it what? Didn't work. So oh gosh, <laughs> that's
3: what you're going after him for?
2: I'm not going after him. I'm just pointing. You are out. calling
3: for him to be fired.
2: I think that I I I would wonder why why does he get to keep the job?
3: Well, like that's because, what I would say to him
2: if I was the owner. Why should I? Why should I? They improved a well, playoff team. You improved. You also have what we think is a generational quarterback. I would hope you improve.
3: Yeah, but you made the playoffs.
2: So that's why you made the playoffs.
3: Typically in NFL history, if you make the playoffs, you don't fire the coach. That's the way it works. Mm-hmm. Right.
2: Well, yeah. No, you're right. I mean, I mean I'm trying to think of, of examples, but nothing's coming to
3: mind. Well, there's a few. Marty Schottenheimer was a Chargers coach. Right. And they fired him after a fourteen and two season. I think that's the most egregious case. But generally, if if you make the playoffs, the guy's thirty nine years old. He's learning the job. There is an argument to keep him. Hey, you know Zach Taylor didn't get fired, and now he's the man. Sean McDermott probably had his bumps early on.
2: He definitely put Nathan Peterman into a game when Tyrod Taylor was healthy, and the Bills were trying to make the playoffs.
3: Yeah, and yeah. how did he do in it it his first playoff games? I'm just actually
2: they blew a double digit lead to the Houston Texans. Yeah. yeah. I'm, that was Josh Allen's first playoff game. He was doing things in that game that still no one could understand. <laughs> <laughs> and then not, have things changed since then? I don't know. Uh, Gary's in Jacksonville, wants to talk about tonight's game. Gary, how are you?
6: Hey, guys. First of all, let me, if you, let me say I'm very proud of my Dolphins to do what they did. I mean, no one was giving them any chance to go through three quarterbacks that Mike McDaniel had to deal with this year. And, uh, you know, I, I just think uh, they did a great job.
2: Yeah, you know, this has kind of been a, a little bit of a year of moral victories, I guess, for the Dolphins, right?
6: Right. I mean, I mean, uh, as you saw the stat, every team that uh, had started one quarterback, there all had winning records. The odds go a lot more when you start two, but to start three, like the Dolphins did, I mean, it was just unprecedented. But 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 what he got out of two, or the improvement out of two, was just great. But I'm just wondering tonight, guys, which Tom Brady is going to show, and which Dak Prescott's going to show, because. They've been both so up and down. I mean, it, it, it's it's crazy because I've seen, you've seen ages where Tom Brady lights Brady lights it up, and other games where he shows his age. And Dak Prescott with the propensity turned the ball over tonight. Which quarterback's going to blink?
2: Yeah, it's a great question, Gary. Appreciate you calling. I think that it's more likely that Dak blinks. Now, here's the thing is like, do we just kind of bake in an interception for Dak considering how things have gone? Like, I was expecting Josh Allen to throw a pick or two yesterday. That's just who they are.
3: I I put this out on Twitter. If there was a betting market on a pass hitting a Dallas Cowboys receiver in the hands and ending up being an interception, I would put my entire life saving on that. That has happened every (laughs) game and will happen tonight. You know what? The over-under is still half an interception for Dak, but it's juiced really, really far. I mean, that's just free money, right? See,
2: what I... Yeah, I think so. I mean, you just expect it, right? Something's going to happen. But when I see Brady, like, even though... The Bucks offense has not been good this year, right? It's just been mediocre. The team's, quite frankly, been mediocre. They're an 8-9 and nine football team. But when I see Brady, I never feel like I watch a game and I'm like, oh, he played terrible.
3: Although, to really? be fair, this I, don't, year? I don't know I mean, if they, I say
2: if that about Dak more... too much either. Wait, but... has Tom
3: Brady scored more than 19 points in a game this I know, year? But the what same, are you talking about? The
2: same thing. Hitting guys in the hands, they drop it. He's let...
3: been grounding balls all season long. I
2: know, but there's don't you think there's a, a point where do you get something different from Fournette now that it is the playoffs? It is his nickname. And then the other part is, do you think Tom Brady hangs in the pocket for that extra half a second and takes the hit because it's the playoffs?
3: I do. I do.
2: So I think that bodes well for them tonight. So who's going to blink? Like, who's going to play, you know, who's going to play like themselves and who's not? I think I'd have to say I think Dak's gonna blink because I think Brady is gonna do all those extra things we're used to seeing in the playoffs. And if not, then he's probably his career's probably done.
3: One thing we have not Dak has not run much this year. He might pull that out. Mm. That that could help. And also the Cowboys, uh, Micah Parsons gets after if if they could get the Bucks in third and long and they can rush Tom Brady, yeah. That would be good for the Cowboys. There's some deep analysis there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's the kind of exercise uh, breakdown down you can't find anywhere, yeah, else, I feel
3: folks. like they have forget that <laughs> Prescott forget all that they got to get Micah Parsons going because it's been a while if they can terrorize the bucks, but yeah. you've seen the Bucks' O line fold like a deck of cards. Yep. Maybe Ryan Judson helps that. No, I agree. I, you're right. you know I want to backtrack for one second. Tom yeah. Brady's not had a terrible, terrible game at all. But they always end up with 19 points. I, <laughs> so I don't was, understand.
6: Well,
2: finally, he started getting going to Mike Evans. Finally, that connection. I, in
3: the Carolina? Yeah, yeah, the Carolina game, they had one good game. Then if you watch it next week against Atlanta. But
2: they barely played.
3: They, they played it most of the first half, and yeah. they, were, they were destined to score 19 points that game. There's something <laughs> wrong with that offense. You
2: should bet the under then.
3: Well, we'll talk about that in a sec. Different in the playoffs.
2: We'll talk about that in a sec. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. We've got picks. We got props. We've got all the things. All the things before tonight's big. This is the stamp at the end of an amazing weekend. And you know what? The weekend has kind of set the tone here, right? Where we thought we were going to get a lot of blowouts, didn't happen. Close games, crazy things, and now let's finish it off tonight with the big cherry on top.
3: Yeah, I mean, this, this is the game of the weekend, even if it's not good. Because there's so many storylines here. You're right. I'm ready.
2: 855 cbs
4: We get it.
0: Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
3: This NFL postseason, every Westwood One NFL broadcast streams live for free, all on the road to Super Bowl 57. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com, via Westwood One station streams, or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. It's all sponsored by AutoZone. Free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. All right. We are ready for the grand finale tonight of Super Wild Card Weekend. Uh-huh. People are annoyed that it's called Super Wild Card Weekend, though. Really?
2: I thought it makes it more fun.
3: I don't know. It's kind of... its Yeah, we're buying into the NFL hype by calling it Super Wild Card Weekend. We're just uh yeah, why are we <laughs> this Because is our they,
2: society. Everything's bigger, but better. the NFL
3: makes such a point of making sure everyone calls it Super Wildcard Weekend that I feel like we should rebel and just call wild card weekend because it is just <laughs> wild card weekend. It happened to have some close games, but by nature I am not gonna call it super. I just refuse.
2: Listen, Proloff is a man of principles. I'm not gonna get You're soldered. not gonna get sucked in by the <laughs> NFL, the machine. Yeah.
3: I'm not going to be sold something by 245 Park Avenue of all places.
2: (laughs) (laughs) 855-212-4CBS. I hate to break it to you. (laughs) Your whole life you've been sold something by there. No, they they
3: moved to 280 Park Avenue, by the way. I forgot.
2: (laughs) So throw that take out. Uh, We're going to do our picks and some props for the game tonight in just a moment. But Mike is calling from California about Sean Payton. Hi, Mike. How are you? I'm good, guys. How are you doing today? Doing great, Mike. What do you have?
8: I was just going to say, Perloff, unfortunately, as usual, you couldn't be more wrong about the impact of Sean Payton. I've been a Saints fan for 40-plus years, and I was an eighths fan. I had the paper bags when I'd go to the bar. Sean Payton changed the culture of that team. He changed the identity of that team. And, yes, he had a couple bad seasons, but if you think back, the bad seasons were the three seasons immediately following the Bounty Gate scandal where the team got stripped of draft picks and had to break up people and send away play players the whole nine yards. So. Yeah. Other than those three or four years, he was in the playoffs consistently. He was in the Super Bowl. There, He could honestly argue there should be at least two more Super Bowl appearances by the team in the last few years anyway.
3: Brandon Saley was in the team, playoffs. I mean, so what? Get, get, I mean, a lot of coaches get to the playoffs. That's hardly worth changing an entire reputation of said, a franchise. He said
2: consistently in the playoffs. Brandon, Brandon
3: saley has been there once. Yeah, but he had a winning record last year. He'd probably be in the playoffs again next year. Brandon Saley will get you the playoffs.
8: Other than 2014, 15, and 60, immediately following down a gate, and 2021, he was in the playoffs and advanced at least to the second round of the playoffs in every other season.
3: So Wait, you got the, the second round? every Because I remember the Eagles beat them in the first round one year, and then the Eagles that lost. Was, that
8: was, was pre-down game. But if you go back and look in 2009, 2010, 2011, 2013, 2017, 18, 19, and 20, all playoffs.
3: Yeah, and, and- honestly...
8: And, and how'd he, he do really in those playoffs?
3: How'd he do against the uh, Rams?
8: Let's see. He uh, Let's see. The, well, the Rams, let's go back to the call. I mean, you could argue that against Minnesota and as well as against the Rams, they should have gone to the next round of the playoffs as well and gone to the Super Bowl.
3: How many How many more Super Bowl wins does he have than Mike McCarthy, the embattled Mike McCarthy? I'm trying to remember.
8: Well, that's it's Mike McCarthy. He's got the same amount. But I would argue, again, that he should have at least been in the Rams one and probably should have been in the Minnesota Vikings one as well.
2: See, I'm with with Mike on this one about the culture change. Like, I don't know, like the chargers need something like charging is a verb and something's got to stop that. And I, listen, I don't know if Bill Parcells himself, let alone Sean Payton or whoever could come back and help this team and like, you know, get rid of that moniker, but they need something. And to be honest, the investment in Payton, I think would be worth it. And Mike, thank you for the call. I mean,
3: by the way, I'm, playing devil's advocate here a little yeah. bit i i he's stuck a, up for brandon a, staley on friday yeah i mean sean payton is obviously an upgrade over brandon staley but i do worry that we would all pick them and then something would happen to them in the divisional round they would lose a close game at the end which sean payton does too yeah yo. don't you see don't you see that happening them getting sean payton then losing to the chiefs in dramatic fashion in the divisional round in some weird way
2: i tell you what i don't see happening i don't see brandon staley coaching them to a super bowl
3: Ah, yes. But then again, did you see Zach Taylor coaching the Bengals to a Super Bowl?
2: To be fair, I did not. Yeah. (laughs) Because I don't think Zach Taylor's (laughs) wife saw him coaching (laughs) a Super Bowl. Did you see, by the way, he did that thing again where he took the game ball over to a local bar in Cincinnati? I know, I know. Wait. I uh, was like, I didn't know that was going to become a thing. And by the way, like, if you expect to have a lot of success, like, uh, you know, how far down the list are you going to
3: get? Related question. If the Bills lose to the Bengals, I know you don't want to go there. Is Sean McDermott on the hot seat?
2: You know, I thought about that yesterday.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you would have been thinking about that yesterday, but okay.
2: <laughs> I, I can tell you, I think Ken Dorsey should probably be on the hot seat after yesterday.
3: He scored 34 points. How could you put that on Ken Dorsey?
2: Because they, 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 they if you watched how the second half unfolded, that was one of the world's dumbest game plans. That's more, for the opponent yeah. and for who, what, your personnel. That was just ridiculous. Is Sean McDermott on the hot seat? Probably not. Uh, Casey is in South Carolina. Hey, Casey, how are you? Casey. Going once, going twice. Okay. How about Charles is in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, Charles, what's up?
4: Hey, I wanted to follow up on the Sean Payton uh, discussion. And I too have been a Saints fan and used to go to Tulane Stadium when it was there and watched all the Saints and and then saw Peyton come in and I didn't hear the comments that were said about why Peyton wouldn't be good, but I'm I'm hoping our host here is really just trying to provoke no, no. I mean, then he really can't believe that Peyton is not a elite coach and he didn't change the and the culture and McCarthy whatever and that no, they should have won the the um Ram, the Rams game yeah. and the league had it out Goodell is a joke
7: that's actually true the league, for Payton. but Charles
3: I said I said, I didn't say that Peyton wasn't a great coach I'm just saying there's a lot to overcome with that Chargers uniform and helmet even more than the Saints in a weird way they just have a way of blowing it even when they're really really good so that's why I was wondering how do we know they won't do that with Sean Payton?
4: Well, I think he's going to, I think he proved what he could do with Breeze. And I'm a Burrow fan, but Herbert is good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think he's as good as Burrow, but yeah. he's really good. But I think he could overcome and, and put discipline into that team and hopefully build even a better defense. And I think, I mean, what are the Saints? The Saints were, took 20 years to, win a, to, win a, no, to have a winning season and 28 years to win a playoff game.
2: Charles, I, I think you're making great points, and thank you so much. I'm sorry i got to let you go because we need to make some picks before the end of the show, but, I mean, I think this is hilarious that Peyton said it's 7 out of 10 that he could return to Fox, yet every day we're getting more details, like – Today, he's on Colin Coward saying it would probably take like a late first round pick. (laughs) And by the way, I, you know, want a place where I can play golf and I want this and that. It's like, why do we keep getting these details if you are going back to Fox about your contract and all that stuff? Anyway, uh, let's make some picks for tonight. Now, these are not going to go with the official picks. We're just making picks for tonight because Perloff and I are a dead lock, dead heat in our official show picks. Um, I think you and I are going to disagree on this one from the outset.
3: Oh, I'm I, taking
2: the Bucks plus the three.
3: I'm definitely. I have I already stated last week I'm taking the Bucks. Okay, then we're yeah. both together on yeah, the Bucs. Yeah, I, I think you're crazy if you take the Cowboys.
2: I just like Tom Brady getting points at home in yeah. a playoff game.
3: This is Tom Brady.
2: Yeah, right. Tom
3: Brady, the stats getting thrown around a lot. I think he's won the Super Bowl every other year for the last 14 years. I saw that. He's probably going to win the Super Bowl. In fact, <laughs> I, I know a lot of people rush to make a future bet on the Bucks. I just think everything you saw during the regular season was – was just an act. There's no think- way you
5: can win the Super Bowl at this point, though, because obviously the Giants are going to beat your Eagles and you can't beat the Giants. So it's always- right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right.
3: The, the
2: Giants are team. kryptonite. That's a great <laughs> well, point. Well, the Eagles are also uh, like one and one against the Eagles. Um, OK, I've got another one for you. This is one that uh, DraftKings is doing. Of course, this is all courtesy of DraftKings. And this is because I've been watching Brady my whole life. Cade Otten touch anytime touchdown oh. plus the Bucks win Brady hitting a tight end for a touchdown in a big game this has been my whole life I've watched this did
3: you lose a Cade Otten bet earlier in the season
2: I'm back for more punishment
3: oh you love these tight ends dude but...
2: Tom Brady loves tight ends
3: no you're right uh okay. How about
2: one for the Cowboys do you have one
3: well no I, my best one is Mike Evans over 62 and a half yards you saw what happened against Carolina you mentioned earlier in the show He's gonna get 62 yards. The Cowboys' D- DBs are not good. Trayvon Diggs overplays everything. I, I am so positive Mike Evans is gonna get loose long. I really like. He's my guy tonight. In fact, I think he's the biggest factor in this entire game. I think you
2: might be right about that. Um, one for the uh for the Cowboys, Perloff. Right now, the Noah Brown receptions total. Yeah, one and a half. They're going to Noah Brown more than that. That can't help himself.
3: I have no CD idea. Lamb
2: six and a half. Not, the I have not total. thought
3: about Noah Brown's production. <laughs> I mean the Dak tonight. The Dak Prescott got half an interceptions at minus 150. Please, please take the free money.
2: Uh thank you, Mike Samter. Thank you, Skip Kovacs. Um, <laughs> thank you to everyone <laughs> on the phones on the live stream. We appreciate you. We'll be back tomorrow to break down everything. Cowboys and Bucks. Enjoy the game, y'all.
1: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com.